A spoiled, rotten kid bullies her mom into buying the most expensive cell phone in the cell phone store, refuses to get a case for it even when everyone is insisting on it, and then ultimately destroys her phone by accident all within 30 seconds of getting her brand new phone. Cue the freak out. Here's what happened. Subscribe to Am I the Jerk on YouTube and hit the bell to turn on notifications. I was working for a well-known cell phone company in sales and in tech in a rich white neighborhood. A lot of these ladies are mean as fuck and their children are just as bad, sometimes worse. This kid was worse. Her mother, even though she had an expensive looking manicure and salon style blonde hair, looked threadbare. The little girl who was about 9 or 10 immediately caused a scene in my store. My other co-worker was out to lunch, so I received no backup against the little monster. The little girl said, I want this one, I want this one! Pointing to the most high-end phone we have that just came on the market the week before. Her mother said, Honey, why don't we start you out with an older model to see how you do with it? You already have an iPod and a tablet. The little girl reaching an octave that could possibly shatter glass screamed, I want this one! The mother sighing and turning to me said, Can we get the expensive phone on this account? I go back to grab the device out of inventory. I say, We have gold, silver, Gold! I want gold! I start the process of putting the phone onto the account and setting up the device. I say to the mother, after she refused to put insurance on the device for some reason, well, I highly recommend a case. These phones can be easily broken. See, it's gold, said the little girl. I turn to the mother and tell her we have clear cases. No! The mother tried to convince her daughter to no avail to put a case on the phone, but eventually gives up. I finish the sale and the little girl just starts jumping around the store with her new phone. Her mother tiredly says goodbye and they walk out of the store. Right as they get outside, the little girl swings herself in a circle and the phone goes flying out of her hands and straight onto the concrete. Both of them freeze and turn turn ashen. Then the little girl starts to scream. The mother looks back at me with eyes wide and I just shrug. The phone was completely shattered. The screen still worked, but they had to make a trip to the repair store so the mom could pay another hundred something dollars to have the screen replaced. I'm sure the kids screamed the entire way. Was I the jerk for not continuing to insist that they get a case for this phone? I bet the mother was so tempted to take that phone back in and demand a replacement for But the second she starts walking back towards that store, she probably just hears a voice ringing in her head. Why don't you get insurance? Why don't you get the case? And she probably just didn't want to deal with that since she just denied all of it. It's weird to see when you have kids that rule their parents, where basically the parents are just the pawns of the kids. They're always afraid of making the kid upset because if the kid gets upset, they're going to have a bad time. Then you have parents completely on the other side of the spectrum that think you should be grateful for being allowed to breathe in their presence. This parent-kid dynamic seems to be more like the first one. So let me know how your parents would have reacted if you were the kid in this situation. They bought you a brand new top-of-the-line phone and then you smashed it as soon as you walked outside the door. And also, jerk or not a jerk and why? At a company work retreat, I made a joke about a crude drawing that I saw. I had no idea that it was the owner's daughter who has a disability that drew it. Almost immediately after, I was fired from my job. Here's what happened. This happened on Friday. I've been drowning my sorrows all weekend, dreading the fact that I have to start looking for a new job. Explaining why I got fired from my old job is going to be fun. I'm typing it up to try and organize my thoughts because right now it's all a 
mess. I had been with the company for three months and was still on orientation. My job was in sales and advertising. As the new guy, I was given existing accounts to manage, which consisted of providing customer service and convincing my clients to spend more money on advertising. All of these accounts already had their ad campaigns done. And if they wanted something new, the account was transferred to a senior account manager who would work with our advertising guys to put something together for the customer. Eventually, I hoped to have that job, but I had to pay my dues by proving that I could maintain the existing accounts and convince them to spend more money first. Everything was going great until last week when we were scheduled to have our quarterly retreats. Since we were the main regional office in the area, all of the employees from the satellite locations came to our office for the retreat. The owner of the company rarely visits our office. He's been overseeing the setup of a new satellite office for the last year, according to my co-workers. But he was there for the retreat, as was his disabled daughter, Amy. One of my co-workers told me Amy works at one of the satellite offices and I probably wouldn't have much interaction with her, but I should be nice. That seems like a no-brainer. I'm nice to everyone regardless. I won't claim to be an expert on Amy's disability, but it seemed like she had childlike mannerisms and struggled with expressing herself. She also had some problems with motor skills. I'll describe the only interaction I had with her prior to the incident. I went to refill my coffee and Amy was right in front of me getting her coffee. I watched her struggle with getting condiments added and putting the lid on, so I politely asked if she needed any help. She thanked me and said she did, and she let me finish making it. While I was making it, she said that she hated coffee, but her dad made her drink it because she had to be always alert. She said that in a loud voice. I smiled, said that was definitely important, and handed her the cup. She thanked me again and went back to the office her dad was using, where she had been most of the day. I felt like I had been a good Samaritan and went on my way. Most of the retreat is team building exercises, and prior to the incident, Amy only participated in the puzzle race, where groups put puzzles together without the box art to see which team can finish faster. Amy wasn't in my group, so I didn't have any interaction with her there. Neither of our teams won. The big event and the one that everyone seemed the most excited for was the last activity of the day. Our boss gave us a list of potential clients. We were supposed to select three as a group and put together something to attract the customer. We were told we would be judged on our creativity. My group explained that we could do pictures, slogans, jingles, whatever we wanted. Each person expected to work on one individually, then work with their group to polish it up before it was presented to everyone. It was kind of a big deal because at previous retreats, there would be clients on the list, the owner was already close to bringing on board, and if you impress the owner, you just might land that account. I went with the jingle, rhymed a few words, and recorded it. It was silly, but fit the brand. My group gave me some pointers, we made some improvements, and I recorded the final product for submission. I helped my team with their projects until it was time to turn everything in. After everything was turned in, we gathered in the big conference room to critique each other. The owner went through them one by one. If it was a picture or a storyboard, he'd put it up, read it, and we'd make comments good or bad. There were some that were great, which drew a lot of compliments, and some that were really bad, which we laughed about as a group. You could tell the senior account managers didn't care much about the exercise or put much effort into their pitches. Nobody seemed to get upset or offended, regardless of the feedback. When my jingle was played, it got a lot of comments, not all of them good, and I took the feedback with a smile. After getting my feedback, I felt a little more comfortable about sharing my thoughts on other presentations. I gave what I thought was valuable feedback to a few products laughed at a couple others, and then a rather crude drawing was put up for the exact same company I had chosen. I immediately joked that, well, at least my jingle was better than that. Did a three-year-old draw it? And laughed. To absolute silence. I was really confused because plenty of other people had made jokes
jokes and everyone laughed. Instead, a few people looked at me like I was disgusting, and the owner said, Yes, well, if you don't have anything nice to say, keep it to yourself, maybe. Then my boss scooted down to where I was sitting and told me I needed to go to my desk. Now, I noticed as I was gathering my things that the owner's daughter was red-faced and starting to tear up. The team-building exercise was over for me. I went back to my desk and it began to sink in that the drawing must have been drawn by the owner's daughter. There was no warning or anything. The owner didn't reveal who put together what we were looking at until after a few critiques. Maybe I should have known? Everyone was joking and having fun up to that point. Someone else had a pretty bad drawing they got laughed at. Either way, I felt awful. As soon as the event was over, I approached my boss to apologize. He told me to wait for him in his office. Long story short, I was fired. My boss said since I was still on orientation, he had decided I wasn't a good fit for the company, so it was better to let me go now. He didn't outright say that I was being fired for making fun of her drawing, but that's literally the only thing that I've ever gotten in trouble for. My work up until that point had been praised. I didn't get much time to process it because my boss had already called security, who showed up for fairly quickly and escorted me to my desk to gather my things before escorting me out of the building. An hour later, I got a call from one of my former teammates who asked if I wanted to join the team for a drink one last time. They needed it after the retreat and felt bad that they didn't warn me. I wasn't feeling up for it, but I wanted to try and make sense of the whole situation. So I went to the bar. In the back of my mind, I was thinking, since I'm about to start looking for a new job, a few references from coworkers wouldn't be bad since I definitely won't be getting one from my boss or the owner of the company after everything that happened. The team explained that Amy comes to all of these retreats and that she always does some crude drawing like that. Everyone just sort of knows to say nice things about it and move on. One of my teammates said that once you've seen one of her drawings, you know what to look for. Well, I didn't and nobody warned me. I started to get pretty upset that this was a known thing and everyone knew but me. But what could I do? I had already screwed up and it cost me my job. The team also shared more about Amy. Apparently, she works at one of the satellite offices, but doesn't really do anything. The people in charge of the office try to come up with stuff for her to do because she gets upset when she's bored. The team said the way people who work there described it, they were basically her babysitter. So she wouldn't bother her dad all day when he spent most of his time there. And after he moved on to establish the new satellite office, he didn't take Amy with him because she liked all the friends that she had at that office. They also said that her dad harassed a few single guys at the office to take her on dates, which seemed pretty HR inappropriate, but he does own the company. My team said Amy desperately wants a boyfriend and wants to get married, which she talks about all the time. The consensus seemed to be that there's no way that she actually understands how relationships or marriage works, and her dad probably put this idea in her head to begin with. One of my teammates did joke that it wasn't a bad deal because whoever married her would inherit the company since she is the old man's only kid. I wasn't really in the mood for jokes at that point after losing my job over a joke, so I told them I needed to go. The only good thing is my former team members did say they would gladly give me a reference if I needed it since they felt so bad about not telling me the Amy situation to begin with. Oh, and the cherry on top? Amy sent me a Facebook friend request over the weekend. I haven't accepted it. I already upset her and it cost me my job. Part of me wants to accept it, apologize and block her, but I'm not sure I'm ready for that either. I'm going to take a few days to get myself together and then get my resume out there. I've decided that I am going to accept the friend request. I plan to open with an apology. If she replies, great. If she doesn't, then at least I will have a clear conscience knowing that I did the right thing. Jumping into the future, here's the update.
Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. First of all, thank you to everyone who made me laugh. The first time someone joked about me accepting the friend request, marrying Amy, and taking my revenge by inheriting the company made me uncomfortable. But by the third time I saw it mentioned, I couldn't help but laugh. A lot of you gave me good advice. I appreciate those who talked about the legal action and what options I had. Unfortunately, I was still on orientation with my company, which is like a probationary period. During that time, they can let me go for any reason. They could fire me for wearing the wrong colored socks if they wanted. I had to sign an agreement to get employed which stated that I understood this. There's literally nothing I can do legally. At the end of the day, I decided to have some drinks with a good friend, talk things out, and see what he would do. Dave's been my best friend since we were in elementary school. We probably spent more time together than some actual brothers. Dave was firmly on the side of, accept a friend request, apologize, and clear your conscience, man. I'm getting us another round of shots. He knows me better than anyone, and he knows that the guilt would eat me alive. I posted it here because it bothered me. I decided to take his advice and everyone here who pushed me for that as well. So, so that's what I did. I accepted the friend request. I immediately messaged Amy. I said I shouldn't have made that joke about anyone's work. It was unprofessional and I was sorry. It took her a while to respond, but when she finally did, she thanked me for my apology. But she sent me the request because she wanted to apologize since I lost my job over it. I said she didn't know me an apology and there was another long pause before she asked if she could copy paste something to me. I wasn't sure what it was, but I said she could. She pasted a generic message, but one she had clearly spent some time on. I don't want to type it word for word, but I'll paraphrase. Hi, my name is Amy. Please forgive me if I'm slow to respond to you. I suffered a brain injury when I was a little girl, and it takes me a while to type things out. There was more to it, but that's the basic stuff. I responded saying it was not a problem, and she could take all the time she needed. Amy and I ended up messaging back and forth until almost 3 a.m. No, we didn't fall in love. We aren't going on a date. I'm not going to marry her for revenge so I can take her dad's company. However, I do think I would like to be friends with her, not because I feel bad for her, but because she's genuinely a nice person and honestly, everyone could use a few friends like that. We spent a lot of time talking about her. That's just the direction it went. So I asked questions and she seemed comfortable talking about it. Amy was in a car accident when she was a kid. She was in the car with her mom and they were hit by a drunk driver.
driver coming back from a birthday party from one of her classmates. Her mom didn't make it and Amy suffered a brain injury that impacts her motor skills. Because it makes it difficult for her to speak and to do simple things like getting dressed, making coffee, etc., people assume that she's mentally challenged. She was put in special ed because of it, but worked really hard and graduated from high school. She even wanted to go to college, but her dad didn't think it was a good idea. Her life has been difficult because it's hard for her to communicate with people. By the time she can get a fully formed sentence out, the conversation is over. She can type slowly, but most people don't want to type when they're face to face. She even admitted that when she's not at work, she will sometimes carry a tablet and pretend that she's mute because that's just easier. We eventually circled back to the drawing and my terrible response to it. She wasn't that offended by my response because she assumed that I didn't know. She got upset primarily because she knew all hell was about to break loose and she had no way to communicate with anyone. She was so upset when she found out that I got fired and tried to talk to her dad, but he wouldn't listen to her. She's fully aware that a lot of people at the company just pretend to be nice to her because she's the owner's daughter, but she does have a few friends at the satellite office where she works who better understand her disability. She gets frustrated because she truly can't contribute anything, but is happy when they are able to find busy work for her to do. It might take her all day to do something another person could do in a couple of hours, but it's better than sitting around bored all day. She knows that she's a burden and bother to her dad when he's around, but he's her dad and she loves him. She wishes every single day that she was a daughter he could be proud of rather than a burden. She tries talking to him via emails and text messages, but he usually doesn't respond. If they're in the same location, he'll just walk over and respond verbally, which is frustrating because it becomes a one-sided conversation with her unable to do anything but give simple one-word answers like yes or no. She also thanked me again for helping with her coffee. She said that when she was younger, she tried to do everything by herself and would get mad when people helped her, but now she's learned to appreciate the few who do. Most just stand there and look away, pretending to patiently wait for her to do it on her own. It was getting late for both of us at that point, really late. It takes her a long time to respond to messages, there's misspellings, I get why some would assume that she's mentally challenged. I myself referred to her in my first post as having childlike mannerisms, which was a misunderstanding on my part. When she tries to force words quickly or emphasize something, she gets really loud, which makes her sound like an excited toddler rather than an adult trying to have a conversation. We ended our talk last night agreeing to talk again sometime. She asked if I had watched the first episode of House of the Dragon yet, which I have, and she asked if I'd like to talk about it after she watches it. I told her I'd love to. So that's it. That's the update. Sorry to everyone who expected me to steal her dad's company. I'm definitely not going to do that. Talking to Amy did make me feel a lot better though. I don't know how I'm going to handle the whole firing thing in my next interview, but a few of you suggested I just leave a gap on my resume and I may just do that. So ultimately, was I the jerk for making a joke about Amy's drawing? Honestly, it seems like the OP is a pretty good guy. He didn't try to make the situation worse. He didn't try to go after Amy to try and get revenge on the dad through Amy like a lot of people thought that he was going to do. He didn't try to take down the company even though he was frustrated. He just had a conversation with Amy and got to know her. He says that even the joke about marrying Amy to steal the company through inheritance made him uncomfortable, let alone actually going in that direction for any reason. I really didn't expect the story to go in the direction of learning all about Amy and her backstory and him really building a connection with her. And it was pretty interesting to see his perspective on everything. For some reason, the whole moment when it actually happened when he made the joke about the drawing, it was almost like a sitcom or something, like it was a scene from The Office. But nobody gave him a heads up on this. Nobody explained that Amy always has a drawing and what to look out for. He just went in there totally blind thinking that it was fair game to make fun of this, like they were making fun of everything else in that presentation. It's a little surprising that the dad, the owner here, doesn't see it as it happened logically. The OP didn't have all the information. But then again, it's probably hard to detach the emotional side since it's his daughter that was a subject of the joke here. It sounds like the OP and Amy are actually going to become friends, despite this whole situation, which is great to see because that's an unexpectedly wholesome ending to 
this whole thing. So let me know what you would do if you were in this situation and you lost your job and jerk or not a jerk and why. Am I the jerk for having my kids wear tie-dye when they're with their dad? I'm a 30-year-old female. My ex-husband is 31. We got divorced five years ago and during our divorce, we owned a single wide mobile home built in 1973 on a large piece of land that is zoned for a trailer park. He wanted the new truck and our savings. I wanted the old trailer and the land. My ex and I have two girls, eight and seven. And since my divorce, I slowly started buying old single wides and restoring them, turning it into a business. I love it. My girls go to their dad's and his affair partner's apartment every other weekend. I started noticing their clothes, electronics, and toys were not coming home. At first, I thought their dad was just keeping a few outfits for them there. However, my eight-year-old got upset when she was packing. I asked her what was wrong. She told me her dad takes her clothes and sells them online, that she doesn't want to take her favorite shirt over there. I immediately called my ex. I asked him to return our daughter's clothes, not wanting to throw my daughter under the bus. I blamed it on them not having enough for school. He played dumb. He said he got rid of the clothes that were too small. I pointed out that the jeans our seven-year-old had were brand new. He then said that it was only fair that he got some cash because he owned the trailer and the land. If it wasn't for him, I wouldn't be doing this good. I was pissed. I took my daughters down to the dollar store and bought some cheap shirts, to a thrift store and bought some cheap shorts. We had a girl's tie-dye night, hot pink everything. Each of them made five shirts and five bottoms. I let our girls design and decorate them. My girls loved it. The following week, my ex sends the girls home. I could tell he's mad, but he didn't say anything. The clothes were not returned. No fear. I knew this would be an issue. We made extras. When the girls went back, they were wearing tie-dye. They were there with their dad for an hour before he called and demanded different clothes. I kindly told him that our daughters love those clothes. They actually really, really love tie-dye. My ex got even angrier and said that his parents have a major family party and the girls can't wear pink tie-dye. I told him he should go buy other clothes if he didn't want them to wear it. He called me a jerk for being so petty. Am I the jerk? Stories like this sometimes enrage people, but these type of stories just kind of feel sad to me sometimes because obviously he needs the money. He's not able to get it or unwilling to get it in other ways. So he decides to rip off the mother of his children. Yeah, they're not together, but still you're cannibalizing your own family unit even if you are divorced. You're basically eating at the shared resources that the two of you guys have to raise these kids together apart. It's just very short-sighted and it seems like it's fueled by a whole tit-for-tack type approach because he's saying that he owns the land and it's only because of him that she's in a good position. When from the sounds of it, that's probably not true. But let's just assume that it was. Why would that make it okay to steal from the pocket of your children's mother? I don't think it is. But let me know how you see this down below and jerk or not a jerk and why. When you subscribe, make sure to hit the bell to turn on notifications. To finish listening to all the stories in this series, use the playlist at the top of the description. And next time you live stream, use the cream of the crop music. Search for cream of the stream on Spotify or whatever music platform you use for copyright free music to use for your stream. It's free cream of the stream. Either way, thanks a lot for listening. I'll see you guys next time.